KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Be quiet, everyone. This dog. Shh. <laughs> Tina. T-Y-N-A. Tina. With a Y. And you're listening to The Parker Edison Project. Good morning, and welcome to The Parker Edison Project, where we look at tennis to culture and what really makes America great. For this episode, for this app, this one in particular, it's bread to roll, to roll. Cream to drink, groceries, chips, dough, and cheese. It's got a million nicknames on the planet. Earth collect the almighty dollar. That's all it's worth. Dinero, moolah, clams, cheddar, cheese, ducats, the loot. Yeah, money. It's interchangeable with other forms of currency like street cred. Like in the movie Friday, Debo was borrowing Red's bike with street cred. That's how he was getting in people's pockets. That's currency. My first guest talks about a currency more valuable than money. But wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I gotta switch this beat. The theme of this episode is currency. My first guest is Dr. William Tayati Howard. I need you to really listen in on what he's saying because he's bringing out gems. Slow down a bit. Examine them with us. Pay attention to how the money moves in the tale he's telling. And also, see if you can recognize a currency more valuable than money. I don't want to waste another minute. Let's get right into it. It's an absolute honor to have you on. Thank you for having me. My, my first question, because I don't know what it's like, what's it like to have your own holiday in the city? It's not really a holiday, and it certainly isn't a paid holiday. <laughs> it is a proclamation that declares the 2nd of February, one day after my birthday, as the official Dr. William Tayati Howard Day. That's what it's officially called on the proclamation. The city is very good at doing that. I'm glad that they acknowledge people before they die. So I have to give our city councilwoman of the fourth district, Monica Montgomery, credit for that. Uh, also kudos to the city council members that have signed the proclamation and our newly elected mayor, Todd Gloria. You also received a, an award from former President Obama, correct? President Barack Obama acknowledged uh, ordinary uh, Americans doing extraordinary things. And uh, at the time, I had 166,000 community service hours since 1981. What kind of of works earn a man his own holiday? I was arrested and put in jail for breaking women's hearts over the radio. So let let me say that again. I was arrested and put in jail for breaking women's hearts over the radio. Back then, I had a program. It was the number one nighttime rated show in San Diego County called Music for Lovers. It was all ballads. It was patented similarly similarly to the uh, Quiet Storm, which was founded by Howard University. So I had a show that ran here for over 10 years at XHRM 92.5 called Music for Lovers. And it was all ballads, basically. So they, they came to the radio station, police officers, uh, served a warrant for my arrest put me in handcuffs, drove me downtown, where an African-American judge uh, met me there. And he says, Tayati, it's good to see you, not under these circumstances. 
you've been you've been found guilty of breaking women's hearts over the radio and your bail is set at one thousand dollars you have three hours to raise the money or you'll have to do your show in jail tonight so i did raise the money successfully all money went to the american heart association and the thing was called cardiac arrest and this is what's kept me visible for 50 years in san diego county predominantly raising money for all types of charitable events that's wild i spent 19 years at xhrm 92.5 crossing the border going on the air because they weren't hiring black announcers over here in san diego county and i did that for 10 years straight while working 25 years at san diego gas and electric then i transitioned to xhtz which is jamming z90 anything with next call letter by the way is a mexican station pause another form of currency is skin color and being without that currency can stifle a person's progress. In the 1980s, black DJs would record their show on 10-inch reels in the back room of black-owned record stores, and the station would pay a Mexican courier to pick up the tapes and bring them to stations to be played. Let's sidestep the fact that the stations were paying extra money to couriers to keep black DJs out of the station. Let's skip that entirely and just point out that this is radio. That means even in a medium where you're unseen, color is still an issue. When Dr. Willie Moore took over the station in 1980, he said, I want all my radio personalities to go live in Mexico. I mean, that's a whole nother challenge. You're sitting in a foreign country broadcasting on a 50,000 watt transmitter FM, which travels all the way up to Mission, Mission Viejo, California. That woke me up real quick. I have a platform. I have an audience. I have some, one of the best music shows in the country right here in a foreign country. And from that on, from that point on, I was driving a Bentley instead of Volkswagen. <laughs> Dr. Morrow took over 92.5 in 1980, 1980. And I was one of the first people he called to be on the air because he used to cut my hair. Um, and then I joined Jam and Z90 in 1990 and stayed there for four years, 1990 to 1994. And then I transitioned in 1995 over to KIFM Smooth Jazz 98.1 and stayed there for 16 years up until 2011. I mean, this is history. This is untold history of some of the things that people have even forgotten or don't really know about what we did or what Dr. Morrow did in an effort to introduce radio and broadcasting to the black and brown audience in San Diego and keep it going he wasn't the founder of it because before him, there were several other African-Americans that brought black music to San Diego. There was a Travis Downs and his wife. Uh, they ran a series of several record stores here in San Diego called On Target Records. And they made a deal with the Mexican government to broadcast over XHOM. And that's where we first got started. So there were several people, African-American background, that uh, were very concerned about having a voice. And that's really the key message here, having a voice without the opportunity to showcase our voice, we are nothing. Without the opportunity to mentor, we are nothing. Let me backtrack just a few points to make sure that I have an understanding of this. You name dropped a couple of people who were starting radio stations earlier. You mentioned a married couple. Yes, Gloria and Travis Downs, who ran on target record stores. With that radio station, was that just a a mom and pop uh, deal, or was that a big money corporate thing? It was a mom pop deal that 
transcended into a huge deal. They negotiated that deal long before NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement. So these are African-Americans that are going across the border recognizing that there are Mexican men and women who would like to do business with America, and this is how they did business. Like, essentially, this is a regular couple that made this deal, and then corporations would follow suit. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. They had a mom-and-pop record store, similar to Tower Records and Warehouse Records and Liquor's Records, but their stores were smaller. They had enough vision to understand that they could transcend and compete by getting on the radio. Now they can play what they need to play in terms of black music to promote it and sell it and push it through the white record stores. Does that make sense? Mind blown. Yes, sir, it does. Okay. By the time Willie Morrow, Dr. Morrow came into it in 1980, he simply took what he had already learned and then expounded on it. He was a self-made millionaire, so he was able to put two, three million dollars into it up front. And that exploded 92.5 into a conglomerate of itself. Then he combined it with his newspaper called the San Diego Monitor News. So now he has a newspaper, black new black newspaper, and he has a black radio station of 50,000 watts, which was unheard of at that time, broadcasting almost all the way up to Los Angeles. We were able to really step into the market, control the market, take over the market, and we had no competition because we were playing black music while everybody else was playing separate types of music. And we forced San Diego's other 25, 30 stations at the time to start playing black music as a result of the fact that we had cornered the market. Let that breathe for a second, man. These people are pioneers. And the currency was music and culture, and they used it to get a seat at the table and on the airwaves. Stay tuned for the second part of this interview. It's just getting... KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good. Welcome back. We're smack in the middle of an awesome interview with radio personality and philanthropist Dr. William Tayati Howard. He's been jeweling us with the history of the city. Listen in. Do you have time for me to drop some more gems on you? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Are you, you, are you sitting down now? Yeah, I, I absolutely am, sir. I don't see any seatbelts on that chair, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. Now, I just told you I've spent 50 years in broadcasting in San Diego, California. I actually started going to a radio station at the age of five. My mother was one of the first black females in the United States of America on air, co-producing her own radio shows six days a week. My father, who met my mother at the same radio station, WLOU, Louisville, Kentucky, spent 21 years on the air. He was a former tour manager for the Lionel Hampton Band. He spent 21 years at the same station and started out as a part-time DJ and raised to the ranks of program director before his death. So that's the first generation of my family. I'm the second generation. I have two daughters behind me who have both been in radio broadcasting, and they are the third generation of my family in the business of broadcasting, spanning 91 years as of this year. I remember my father, before he died, one of his favorite quotes was, he who controls the frequency controls a generation. At one point, we had about 150 black owners of radio and television stations in America. Today, we have about 11 of them. He who controls the frequency 
controls a generation. I call it divine intervention that I am in this business this day and have done such a job, a good job as a father, to the point where I've cultivated my own daughters into this, who became the third generation, and that I was able to mentor over 150 students in broadcasting in a 30-year period. What are you working on right now? Well, I've started a new corporation. It's called Legacy Media Publishing, Promotions, and Production, Inc. I've finished three manuscripts on three different books. Uh, one's called The Power of Cause, Radioactive, and the third one we're trying to turn into a movie to shop it to either Netflix or Amazon Prime called Radio In My Blood, which chronicles three generations of a Black family in the business of broadcasting, trials and tribulations. Thank you for those contributions, man. I'm speaking to you right now because of your contribution to me. Thank you. You exemplify what I've done over 50 years. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's an honor, man. That's an honor. In this interview, Dr. Howard mentioned Willie Moreau. If you'd like to know more about him after this episode, hop on Netflix and watch the documentary Good Hair. After inventing the Afro pick, which was made popular by the San Diego chapter of the Black Panthers, Dr. Morrow invented the California Curl. He then took that money and bought radio towers in Mexico. This allowed black DJs in the city to play artists that weren't getting radio exposure. They basically cut out the middleman like Tony Montana and Scarface to get their product directly to the customer. That's gangster. That increased sales in both white and black record stores, which broke black artists to national audiences. How does nobody in this story have a statue in the city yet? They brought black radio to San Diego. In the opening of the show, I mentioned a currency more valuable than money. A platform to amplify voices is that. It has the power to impact generations, generate wealth, and pave the way for people like me to make meaningful work like this. That's currency. Now, a new segment I think you'll enjoy. This is MMSM. I am King Dice, social commentator, hip-hop aficionado, and connoisseur of fine cheeseburgers. I'm Parker Edison. I'm the co-host today. And this is Movies Millennials Should Movie, where we hip you to movies that millennials may not have ever seen or you just need to check out. Today we have movies about money, and uh, I have to say, I was a little bit shaky on picking this one because I felt it was kind of stereotypical. But what I like about it is it's a movie about black people getting money, but it's not the first to do something. It's also not a slave movie. A fictional tale of somebody amassing a fortune, and we need stories like that. And my pick, without further ado, is New Jack City. On family, we got to look out for one another. On trust, on loyalty, on power. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am! A family out to run a city are up against cops who know its streets. This ain't business. This is personal. It's starring Wesley Snipes, Alan Payne, Ice Tea. It's a movie about uh, a, a gang of people in New York who are pretty much bringing crack to New York. And and I think one of the greatest stories about gangsters ever. 
Uh, at one point, Tupac <laughs> was in the room to play G Money, uh, which is the character that Alan Payne plays in the movie. When you see that, please watch the movie and imagine Tupac in that role. And I think that would have been that would have been crazy, right, Parker? <laughs> Bruh, heavy, heavy. Classic. <laughs> what do you got? I'm gonna pick for my movie. I'm gonna go with Boiler Room for my movie. It's got a, a heavy hip hop soundtrack. It's all about a young kid who gets into stockbroking. But the movie really parallels the classic black story of getting into a street hustle and then getting out of control. You're destroying people's lives. I want to get out of the firm. I don't care what you do anymore. Just get out of here! Seth Davis here. It's time, Seth. Giovanni Ribisi, Vin Diesel, Mia Long, Tom Everett Scott, and Ben Affleck. Anybody who tells you money is the root of all evil doesn't have any. They kind of put it in the context of, of stockbroking with this kid, I think, who's in like Long Island. So that's my suggestion. Boiler room. Let me give it four money stacks. I'm going to give it four money stack emojis. What is New Jack getting from you? Uh, New Jack City is getting five phone emojis because it just keeps calling me. It just keeps calling me, man. <laughs> you know, you know, you see the and on that note, <laughs> This is a fire episode of Movies Millennials Should Movie. Hey, tell them who you are. King Dice. And if you want to follow me and keep up with what I'm doing, check me out at kingdicesays.com. This has been another episode of Movies Millennials Should Movie. Stay tuned for more of the P.E. Project. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Spring is springing. My playlist is warming up. I've been playing this track for like three days straight, yo. I want to put y'all on to it, but I'm not sure how to pronounce the title, so I'm calling the artist to double check. But before I do, it should be noted that my next guest is a Grammy Award-winning hip-hop artist who found success through the currency of authenticity by being true to himself. Sir, who are you and what do you do? My name is C-Knowledge, a.k.a. Doodlebug of a group called Diggable Planets. I'm a rapper, producer. Right now, I'm in Fresno, California. Huge fan. Honored to have you on. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for having me, bro. Your contribution to rap. Groundbreaking material, man. Groundbreaking material. I just found out about the Caledelphian album. Uh, can you tell me about the title? Yeah, well, it basically just um, describes my new sound. You know what I'm saying? Who I am now. Originally from Philadelphia. Now I live in California. So I, I created this new character called the Caledelphian. Inspired from the, my love of a TV show called The Mandalorian. Okay, okay. What's something that you want your, your audience to get from this project? A love of music, um, philosophy on life, and um, just something that you, you know what I'm saying, what you're not used to hearing before, you know what I'm saying? This is something hopefully different. I'm trying to uh, speak strictly to my inner self, be free, you know what I'm saying? Stop trying to worry about what other people think about you and just do, do, just do you, you know what I mean? And a uh, love for hip-hop that's enduring, that's endured, Decades and decades. It's bonkers. The whole yeah. piece, the uh, the Ursula Rucker joint, like just hits on hits. But number three is 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 just out of here. I don't speak Spanish. Can you break down the title for me? Yes, yeah, actually Portuguese. Seguir en frente, which uh, roughly translates into rock on. Do you mind if I play it right now? Because it's, it's oh just... man, I would love for you to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, this is uh, one of the songs off my new album called The Caledelphian. This single is entitled Seguet and Frente. I collaborated with my brother, Jorge Dubman, a.k.a. Dr. Drummer, and we did this song together. So let's rock this man. Rock on. Rock on. Trago a paixão diretamente na minha voz para dizer que a cultura de rua é a mais pura união em forma de atitude, respeito, crença e religião. A periferia ecoa amor porque o hip hop é a mais pura e humilde malandragem positiva em forma consciente. A cultura das ruas é a mistura de luz com poesia. É liberdade na forma mais criativa do conhecimento que unifica todos os povos e gerações. A música é a busca da paz, é a busca do amor, é a busca do respeito. A voz da rua é universal. I thought I heard you say you wanted some jazzy flows Here I am in the flesh, so baby, here we go Don't get it twisted, let y'all rolling up that hydro This ain't no fraudulent fakes, it's the original Mr. C-No and Dr. Drummer, me hermano Straight from Sao Paulo, where the sun likes to follow Moito, Amoris, Bito, to Bahia And ghetto salutes to DJ Ajamu Love is love, so I spread that wish willingly No mystery above, man, we living in reality Make no apologies for these ghetto philosophies Old school mentality, kangos and wallabies Rock them to the death of me, oh what you think of me I'm living my best life right like I'm supposed to be In my twilight years, yeah supposedly But these classic flows, son, they live eternally Let's get back to the basics Like Shell told Adidas with the fly fat laces DJs who spin out like true turntablists Microphone masters with their profound phrases that Speak to crowds of beautiful faces From all different places, all different races All praise due to this universal language Created in the basements and backyards of black guards Who brought back to life sounds that we thought was lost Peter Piper picked his peppers, yo, the signals crossed So J&J got on the tables and showed his boss That's hip-hop, straight off the block I, Who gets the props, who gets the glocks Who takes the fall when the neighbors call the cops Who got the chops to rhyme off the top Yo, and who keeps dancing when the beat starts A música é a busca da paz, 
é a busca do amor, é a busca do respeito. A voz da rua é universal. Thanks for stopping in. Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by yours truly, Parker Edison, and the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit theparkeredisonproject.com or hit us on Instagram at the PE Project. My guy, Kurt Conan, is audio production manager. Kinsey Moore Lynn is my favorite podcast coordinator. Lisa J. Morissette is Operations Manager, and John Decker is Associate General Manager for Content. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explore Content Fund. I love saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Y'all stay safe out there. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.